Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world, join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Kathy Guggenauer. Kathy is the founder of Expert VA and Virtual Expert Training, where she trains and coaches women who want to build their own virtual assistant home-based businesses. Kathy runs her virtual empire from her dream home, which is a tiny home in the middle of a Missouri national forest. She can be found sporting a tiara 98% of the time, and she wears PJs, not gowns. Yes, You've got it, PJs and tiaras, because that's the type of kingdom she's ruling. And why not? She knows that when you become a powerful woman, you can make your own rules. I'm so glad you are here with me today, Kathy. Thank you so much, Diane, for inviting me to your podcast. I love your podcast. It is just full of great information. Well, thank you. And uh, it is because of wonderful people like you who give of your time and your talent to share uh, with the listeners so they can do, be doing good things in their businesses. So thank you. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, you know, hiring VAs and, and all that kind of thing. But I, I think one of the questions that I hear a lot, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on it is how do you know when you're ready to hire a service professional? Yeah, um, and that is a biggie. And I will tell you, I, I have literally been in this business, in this industry, the VA industry since 2001. I've done nothing but work in this industry. I have surveyed many, many, many thousands of people. And that is probably the number one question. And my the fast, the fast answer is um, sooner than you think. If you are beginning to wonder if you should hire a service professional, it's time to hire one because most people wait too late. But I can, I can get deeper on that topic and give you some more specifics if you're interested. Uh, yeah, so, I, so yes, because that sounds to me like there yeah. are points at which we should be doing this. And yeah, so yes, please. Right. Okay. So excuse me, I did clear my throat there. If you are procrastinating on things and you're worried about it, like, oh my gosh, why am I not getting this done? 
that's usually something you can turn over to a service professional. If you're not growing as quickly as you want, that's a time. If you're like, I'm really ready to grow so much faster, right? If you are working way too many hours, whether it's too many evenings or too many weekends, that's a time. And then financially, I want, I always want people to think about if their hourly rate, and you know, I know most, a lot of people don't really work on an hourly rate, but you can always kind of figure out what that hourly rate is, right? Yeah. If your hourly rate is more than what you would pay a service professional, then you should turn over work that they can do to them so that you can fill your time earning that additional income. So for example, if you earn $100 an hour, if that's what you earn and you pay a service professional $30 an hour, guess what? You're only earning $30 an hour when you're doing those tasks that you could turn over to them. And you could be making an additional $70 an hour doing the work that you do when you turn that work, work over to a $30 an hour professional. That's a great way of looking at that because I think that is the other <clears throat> issue, you know, that you hear, which is, okay, but I don't, I can't afford it yet. You know, it's that chicken right. egg thing. Right. And Diane, that's the other big um, thing. That is a myth that's out there that you can't afford it because a true independent contractor and I teach people to be virtual assistants, which are admin levels. And I teach people to be virtual experts, which is in that expert level. All of them are independent contractors. When you work with an independent contractor, you get to choose how much work they do for you. And you can vary it from zero a month to whatever amount you need in a month. And that can vary on a monthly basis. So, um, and you can set your budget with that service professional so that you know what it is. Just to give you an example, I, I started out at $250 a month with my very first virtual assistant that I worked with. And again, that could vary depending on if some months I didn't have as much, other months I had a little more. But that was my budget that I set with her. So we would never go over that unless I gave her approval to go over that. I don't know very many people who are running successful businesses who can't afford 250 a month to get work off their plate. Right, right. They're just not looking at it that way, right? Right. They, they see it like thousands and it doesn't need to be that. Right, exactly. Yeah, it can be in smaller. That yeah. So let's talk about what are the types of things that people should be thinking about hiring out for yeah. and, and how do they figure out for themselves, you know, which are those things? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, there are a lot of things that um, people do that they think I can't let go of this because I'm the only one who's good at it. Nobody else yeah. could do it the way I can do it. Yeah. Right. So uh -huh. don't start with those. If this is your first time out hiring, hiring a virtual expert, don't start with those things because those are going to be the most challenging for you. Okay. Start with those things that you're like, somebody could probably do this better than me. So let me give you a couple of examples. Right. I am not a numbers person. So anything having to do with numbers like bookkeeping, 
I don't want to do. I put off. I do poorly. Somebody else can do better. And they can do it so much faster because that's what they specialize in, that it's really not going to cost me that much to do it, to, to outsource it. So bookkeeping is one. I'm also not good at tech. So I could spend five hours trying to get something done and still not get it done correctly that my tech guru would spend one hour doing and get it done correctly. So I've just wasted five hours and, at, and I charge a thousand an hour. So I've just wasted $5,000 basically, right? That my VA could have done in one hour and I pay her 50 an hour. So 50 bucks compared to 5,000. Yeah. Um, and let me just run through several other things. Um, and again, these, these are things that you have to think about. Are these things that you dread doing, that you put off doing, that you're not doing well? And then I'm going to give you um, like a summary of how to figure this out too. So okay. here are just a list. Any kind of social media. Um, if you do not have a system for doing your social media or any other kind of marketing, hire a professional, a service professional who specializes in whatever it is you want to do. And they will put together a system so that it runs like clockwork. It will cost you less money and you will earn more. Your email and your calendar. Now, I'm going to tell you that it, those are the two things that I put off outsourcing last because I thought I can do my own email. I can put my own stuff on my own calendar. Why would I turn that over? Right. And then the other part of me was like, plus, I don't want somebody reading all my emails. Right. right, right. I don't want somebody else deciding when I'm going to book something. Yeah. So I resisted yeah. it and resisted it and resisted resisted it. And here is the kind of summary thing that, that my business coach that I was working with at the time told me that convinced me otherwise. She had me do a time audit. Have you ever done a time audit, Diane? Oh yeah. I used to do time and motion studies um, for a company that I worked oh, for many gosh. months ago. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know how to do it better oh, yeah. than I possibly do. Well, I will tell you to me, it was painful doing that. But I did it because she insisted that I didn't really know what I was spending my time on. And she was absolutely right. It was incredibly eye-opening because what I discovered was that I was spending 10 hours a week on email and calendar. And that is, a, you know, it, working wow. 40 hours a week, that's a fourth of your time, right? Yeah. And so I did then hire someone who is an expert and you might not realize that there are people who are experts in handling your email and calendar. Um, they are so efficient and so organized that they can really, really help you. And she has saved me probably even more than 10 hours a week. And I've been working with her for a year and a half now, and I can't even tell you how much smoother my life is as a result. So the thought that immediately comes to my mind is, how do you find the one that's right for you? Yeah, and that isn't easy. I will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, hiring staff, hiring team members on any level, it's not an easy process. And one of the things that I've heard over and over again, and 
I now actually put it into practice myself that I highly recommend is hire slow, fire fast. Okay. So what does that really look like? So hiring slow, first of all, don't just hire someone that someone else recommends highly because just because somebody else thinks they're really good and they're really a good fit for that person doesn't mean they're going to be a good fit for you. Yeah. You might want to interview that person, but my rule of thumb is to interview at least three people. Okay. But before you even get to the interview process, you want to step through a series of things like really think about What is it that you want this person to do? What kind of personality traits do you need? Okay. What kind of personality traits are going to be good for you? So for example, this woman, her name's Carrie that I hired to do my email and calendar. We're nothing alike. Absolutely nothing alike. That's a good thing because I'm not organized. I am a chatterbox. I'm all over the place and she's just the opposite. And so she can rein my stuff in and support me in that way. So really think about, do you want somebody that's like you for some reason, or do you want somebody who has the opposite traits that you have? And then what kind of personality do you like to work with? Another example would be, are you a really fast moving person? Do you like everything done really quickly? And are you kind of a last minute person? Or are you someone who really gives, like, I want a deadline, you know, I give a deadline in 30 days. That's not me, by the way. I'm really fast. Um, I like to try new things very quickly. I like to pivot very quickly. So I need to find people who enjoy working in that way. And believe me, that is not everybody. So kind of think through those uh, idiosyncrasies that you have the kind of personality, the kind of traits you need in whatever that position is that you have. Look for those, perhaps have an application that they fill out that answers a few questions like that. And then from those people, identify who it is that you want to interview. Now, a couple of other things that I would recommend putting on either that application or asking before you even get to the interview process is ask for either their LinkedIn profile or their website. And you want to review that, okay? Because there you can learn a few things about them. If they do not have a LinkedIn profile that is professional or a website, they don't have to have a website to be at the level that you want them at necessarily. But if they do not have a good LinkedIn profile, they most likely are not at the professional level that you'll really want to work with. Find out how many clients they already have or how much room they have for a new client. What is your bandwidth that you have open? Okay. Um, Hmm. Those kind of things, because uh, one of the challenges with newer VAs who have, do not have experience yet is they don't know how to say no, and they will overbook themselves. And by the way, a really good VA or virtual expert, they're not going to necessarily have a lot of bandwidth or their bandwidth is is going to be open for a very short period of time because they get full very quickly and clients stay for years. Wow. And that's, that's yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if somebody says, yes, I just had an opening, yeah. Um, believe them and take a look at them to see if there's somebody that would be a good fit for you. 
Okay. If you find yourself dreading to read anything that they send you, even during this initial period, uh, don't even interview them because uh, I look at working with anybody on my team like dating, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> you know how when you're very first dating, you're both on your best behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and then as you go, you know, people's behavior gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> they show their real self. Um, working with team members and staff is the same way. They're going to be on their best behavior initially. So if they have, um, if they have very poor grammar and you need good grammar, if they have very poor follow-up timeframe and you want fast follow-up, any of those things occurring, and that's why it's good to email with people to get that initial, is this somebody I really want to interview or not, um, out of the way, that's good. And then when you're interviewing them, um, you know, that's going to be one of your final steps. But there is one other step that you could you should take either before the interview or after the interview, depending on how you want to do this. I do it after the interview because personality really, really matters to me. I really, you know, uh, one of my biggest values is I love to laugh and I love joy. And if it's not somebody who can bring that to my team, I'm not going to want to work with them. So I do the interview first and then do this other thing second. Um, but again, either way is fine. So what you want to do is whatever it is that you're wanting them to do for you, come up with a small task that they can do that would demonstrate in some way that they can actually accomplish the work, that they're good at what they do and give them a deadline by which to meet it. So I'll give you an example. I wanted to hire a graphic designer to create all of my images, everything that I use on my website, everything I use on social media um, so that my branding is consistent. So I narrowed it down to three people that I wanted to interview and I created um, and, and I put it all in writing one graphic that I was asking them to do. Right. And I gave them the details. I gave them my branding colors. I gave them link to my logo. I gave them all those things that somebody would have. It was really easy to put together. It didn't take me that long. And I asked them to create it. And by the way, you can ask them to do this at no charge to you. Okay. Okay. This is just one of the tests that you do, that they do to see if they're going to be the right fit. Okay. And I gave them a deadline by when to do it. If they miss that deadline, you don't want to hire them. Deadlines are really, really important. And if they miss an initial deadline, that that is not going to be good news. Then you look at it. Did they actually follow the instructions? Because simply following instructions is very challenging. And if somebody doesn't uh, follow that level of detail that you've asked, that's not going to be a good fit. And then finally, did they really grasp your brand? That's what I was looking for in this. And I will tell you that I was absolutely shocked because I I interviewed one guy and two women and my brand is very female and I really didn't think a man would be able to grasp it. And the guy that that did it blew the other two out of the water Ah. and, and nailed it. And the one who I really was leaning towards hiring before I did this, because I'd already interviewed him, she missed the whole whole concept. In fact, I actually had a separate call with her because I thought, 
is there something that she didn't understand about this task I gave her because she missed it so much. And by the way, I still work with that guy to this day. And this is three years later. So come up with a task for them to do and always, always do your due diligence because sometimes you meet somebody and you think, Oh, I'd like them so much. I just want to go ahead and hire them. I'm not going to uh, Google them and see where what's going on with them. I'm not going to uh, ask for client references. I'm not going to do those things. Take the time. And that's what I mean by hiring slowly. Have a process. It doesn't have to be a lot of work or difficult. Now, if you don't like doing all of that, there are ways, there are companies, and I can give you recommendations. Um, you can include them in your show notes or whatever you want. I have, ex- I have really good recommendations on companies that can do this for you. And it oh. is, does not need to be expensive at all. And in fact, I actually have a, a free level of matchmaking. I call it matchmaking. <laughs> well, because it's like dating. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, you're going to end up with, if this is a really good person that you hire, that really um, helps you grow your business, that is a profit center for you rather than an expense, you're going to work with them for years and years. Um, My average client worked with me for seven years. And typically I was the one to say, um, I'm moving on up (laughs) and I have to release you. Um, I have uh, virtual experts who've gone through my training program who are, well, I've had my training program for 13 years and they have their, some of their initial clients. So typically it's like the first 90 days is where you guys, you know, you're going on those dates, you're getting to know each other, you're figuring Mm. out if you really work well together, if you mesh. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you can release them after those 90 days. In fact, I recommend putting that in a contract, um, in their contract with them. And that's another thing you definitely want to have is a contract. Ah, talk about that. Okay. So a contract protects both sides and helps both sides really be clear in writing what the other one, what the expectations are from the other one. Um, I teach the virtual experts that I train, I teach them that they should offer to initiate that contract. Of course, if the client really prefers that they initiate the contract, that's fine also. But why I recommend that is when you're hiring a service professional, you're doing it so that you can reduce your workload. And creating a contract, sending the contract, making sure it gets signed, all of that is work. And that's part of how I see if I'm going to be working well with somebody is if they immediately, even during like the application process or during the interview process, if they start giving me work to do, and you will find this, if they're asking too many questions that really are obvious that they shouldn't need to ask, or if they say, would you send me a contract? That's a sign right there. That's a red flag that I don't want to work with that person because I need them to be um, proactive about not giving me work and figuring out ways to reduce my workload in any way possible. So I always have them initiate the contract and then I review it. And things you want to have in that contract are things like what they will charge you, right? And um, I always like to work with, there's many, many, many different ways that can be charged. But my favorite way is. Um, 
what I call a not to be exceeded monthly budget. And what that okay. really is, is a cap. It's a cap each month, but no minimum. So there's no guaranteed number of hours. And by the way, you know, VAs and virtual experts are independent contractors. And as such, there should be no guarantee, right? They're not employees. Um, you know, right. Make sure oh, you walk point. that fine line. Right. Yeah. So no minimum and no guaranteed number. And I cap it. So for example, um, if I feel like I'm going to need about 10 hours a month worth of work, then I cap it at 10 hours and the contract indicates um, we have a not to be exceeded monthly budget of 10 hours a month at $40 an hour. That means the most I'm going to have to pay that person is $400 a month. So there I have my budget in place, right? But if I have a month where I have less work or less cash flow or something like that, I can let them know, hey, this month, um, I'd like for you to stop at this level or, you know, whatever. Or I don't have any work for you this month. I'm going on vacation. I don't need you to do anything, right? Um, so that's how I like to work is to have no minimum and a cap. There are a couple of exceptions for this. The exceptions are writers. Um, and What's I make that, that exception yes. for a writer, <laughs> you know, a writer, yeah, people, people who write. Who, oh, okay. All right. That's right. People who, uh, you know, copywriters, okay. uh, bloggers, um, anybody who writes. And I found, I learned this the hard way. Um, writers can be really, really good writers and fast writers, or they can be really, really good writers and slow writers. Yeah. And I don't want to pay for their speed because mm -hmm. I want to pay for the end result. And so I pay writers based on um, per item. So for example, how many blog posts do I want done in a month? Or how many emails do I want sent out in a month? And then we price based on that or whatever, you know, whatever the whole package is that I want done. And I pay based on the result for writers rather than the hourly rate. And you can do that concept for anybody, but you have to really know what you're paying for before you do that. So make sure that you do your homework or that you talk with somebody like me um, who can help you know what you should be paying for things like that. Got it. This is such great information. I, I'm really happy because <laughs> it's so actionable that yeah. which is exactly what people need because there's so much of this that we just, you know, you don't know where to start and you don't know if you're getting someone right. who's good and, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and Diane, sadly, because there is no barrier to entry, this is both the good and the bad, right? There's no yeah. barrier to entry to becoming a virtual assistant. Um, there are a lot of people who just fall into it and never actually become professional at it. And as a result, there are a lot of people out there who, um, while they have the best of intentions, aren't able to actually provide the level of work that people need. And, you know, that's actually why I started my training business. I was a virtual assistant and I had so many clients that I could, I needed to hire subcontractors and I couldn't find any at the professional level that I needed. So I started training them for me. <gasps> Wow. It, it really is a challenge. It, it yeah. absolutely is yeah. 
And it's frustrating because especially when you get a business owner who wants to be able to do that, but they don't know, you know, they can't find someone that's the level that they need, or they don't know where to look. And which I guess is another question is if if someone said to themselves, okay, you know what? I want to start working with the service provider on potentially, Mm -hmm. you know, these three areas are there like registries or directories or should they search LinkedIn? You know, where do they go? Yep. Okay. So here are my recommendations. And do you mind if I actually give you very specific like URLs? It would be great. Um, Okay, cool. Um, Because again, (laughs) you know, uh, you talk with experts. And Mm -hmm. I am truly an expert in this industry. I mean, again, there's almost nobody that's even been in this industry as long as I have been um, because I've been in it since 2001 and this is all I do. And I have seen it from every angle. I've been a VA, VAs work for me. I train VAs and everything in between. So first of all, um, one other big challenge that most people, especially if you're newer to hiring VAs, they don't, they even doing everything I've already explained, they still won't really know what they should hire for first. So talk with someone like me, and I'm going to give you a couple of different resources, me and others that you can go talk with and find out what you really need. I will spend Um, me and I say me, it's me or my team will spend 30 minutes with anybody for free to help them figure out what do you really need? What's going to really help you? What should your priority be in what you hire for first? And how much do you want to be spending on that? Right. Yeah. Um, So you can find me, you can, you can literally email me and just ask for one of these uh, matchmaking sessions. And that's at Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at expertvatraining.com. Now, if you want to start learning on your own by looking at a directory, I have a directory. It's virtualexpertmatchmaking.com. And that'll be interesting for some people because they can go there and literally see the list of all the different types of services that people provide. And there's almost nothing that you can think of. Like when I'm on one of those 30 minute calls with somebody who's like, well, I was thinking maybe they could do, and they'll say something, but I don't know if that's what VAs do. I'm like, yes, they do that. And then they'll name another one. Yes, they do that. Um, They do everything. You know, used to, I would say the only thing they can't do for you is is bring you coffee. Now they can have coffee delivered to you. So there's really almost nothing. There's really almost nothing that they can't do for you. And that there isn't somebody willing to do that who literally specializes in it and loves doing it. By the way, that's another tip. Don't hire anybody who doesn't love doing whatever it is that they do. Ah, that is Um, yeah. So if you want to take it to the next level and you want to really have somebody dig in deep to, um, you know, do the upfront vetting for you, do all of that. And, and they've already um, curated that person for you. And you just, all you need to do is that final interview. Yeah. I highly recommend a company called Results 
resourcing.net. That's R-U-S-U-L-T-S, resourcing, R-E-S-O-U-R-C-I-N-G.net. Now, the reason I recommend them is I have researched, again, uh, far and wide, and this is the first ever company that I have found that is a staffing agency, you know, like the traditional headhunters to go find people for you. This is a staffing agency exclusively for independent contractors and freelancers. Wow. I know. And they're incredibly reasonably. Yeah, I know. They're incredibly reasonably priced. Uh, she, uh, the owner, Elizabeth is her name. She and I have a mind meld. We totally agree on this. And in fact, the people that I train, my, the high quality people that I uh, train go work with her also. So you're getting that really high quality person and you're not paying any more for it. You're just paying for that, that upfront person to do all of that upfront work for you. And it's, it really is very valuable and not expensive. And then finally, so I'm giving you three different levels here. Yeah. Um, there's also the VA agency that is out there. Okay. Now an agency is different than, a, than the staffing agency and, and different than me. I am not an agency. I would just recommend VAs that then you hire individually. That's okay. what the staffing agency results resourcing does too. So what a VA agency does is they actually have the VAs on their staff, on their team. And when you hire the agency, you're actually working with the agency, okay? And they assign, um, after they talk with you and learn what you need, they assign people, the VA, to you that you then work with. You pay the agency. The agency pays the VA. The VA invoices the agency. The benefits to working with an agency um, it is that you don't ever have to worry about who you hire because the agency does that, right? And yeah. if the virtual assistant quits or gets sick, or if you need a different type of VA, add it on. The agency can do all of that for you. So if you're somebody who's like, I don't want anything to do with hiring, firing, any of that, then you're going to want to work with an agency. And the, yeah. And um, I have a recommendation on an agency and I wasn't prepared for this one, as you can probably tell, (laughs) but I'm going to give you um, that information called okay. achieve va i think um i'm gonna give you that in just a second there are a lot by the way there are a lot of agencies out there so if you take yeah it's called achieve va thank okay. goodness i found it a c h i e v e a c h i e v e achieve and then the word va Um, And this is run, this is a newer agency, but it is run by a woman and and I know her personally because she's gone through my training program. Um, It's run by a woman who has spent her entire career, uh, and I'm going to use this old word, you know, phrase that I, that I have always grown up with, headhunting. She calls it, she calls it connecting talent, building talent, okay? Okay. 
that's what she's done her entire career. She's also worked as a VA. She's gone through my training. She's amazing. Her name is Jill Lutz, L-U-T-Z. And she is now um, really kind of at my insistence because I didn't want to start an agency of my own, but I needed an, a good agency <laughs> to refer people to. She has started this agency. So um, I would highly recommend Jill Lutz with Achieve VA. Excellent. Boy, Kathy, this is, like I said, a minute ago, I mean, this is such great, valuable information. I'll definitely make sure that those, <clears throat> excuse me, those links are in the show notes. And I like how you, you know, you broke it down so people can figure out which method, you know, makes the most sense for them, right. but also gives them yeah. answers to those questions. Okay, where do I even start? Right. Here, here is one more tip that I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Don't put on Facebook. Don't put on Facebook. I'm yeah. looking for a VA. Do you know yeah. anyone? How come? Because you, <laughs> you will get thousands. Yeah. Literally. I have had people come to me and say, please help me. I made the mistake of putting that on Facebook. And now I, I literally have 3,000 people that I'm trying to sort through. Okay. Yeah. Let's no. not. <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh. Well, that is, that is also a very good point. And because, and then you, you know, then that's a weird thing too, where you, if you have a conversation with someone who isn't quite what you're looking for, what does it do to the relationship you have with the person who recommended them? Or if they go, well, that's what my sister does, you know? Just. Oh, absolutely. And uh, quite honestly, that is usually the way most people get their first VA is, oh, my next door neighbor's a VA. Yeah. Or, oh, my yeah. niece is a VA. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. good. Wow. Okay. So I, I so appreciate all this information. I, it is so great. You obviously are <clears throat> an expert in this field. And so I, I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation. Now you gave us your email address, um, but are there any other ways that you, any other things we should know about getting in contact with you or, you know, things you've got going on that you think the listeners should know? Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. Sure. So I gave my, the directory, um, which is virtualexpertmatchmaking.com. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for very high quality virtual experts, go there um, and or email me. If you want to become a high quality virtual expert, um, check out my website, virtualexperttraining.com. Because what I'm looking for are people who want to become entrepreneurs or who have already dabbled in becoming an entrepreneur, but for whatever reason, what they tried didn't work out for them, which by the way, my first effort didn't work out for me. Um, a lot of people think VAs are, and I'm going to use this really in air quotes, just secretaries. And they are so <laughs> much more now. They are so much more. You can earn unbelievable income working as a service professional, working from anywhere you want. And, you know, I called my VA business, my cash cow, because it allowed me to create my passion project, which is my training and coaching business. It financed that. Um, that's how powerful it is. 
So if you like supporting people, consider that and check out virtualexperttraining.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. This really was so valuable um, for our listeners and listeners. Thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.